Welcome everyone to Over and Back, brought to you by The Unintentional. I realize I haven't been doing this a lot lately, right? We're still under The Unintentional umbrella. Subscribe, like, rate, give us five stars wherever you may be listening, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever. Uh, punch those, Punch that like button and the love button, whatever you want to call it. Bucks game just got done. I'm recording on a Sunday night. It's 9.30. I'm, uh, I'm, I've calmed down a little bit. I, I took about 20 minutes. Wanted to watch a little bit of the post game just to see what they'd say about the game. Gasol came on and I'm like, yeah, I, I can't watch this crap. I don't want to listen to Gasol talk. Because I, I don't know how the Bucks have not made him unplayable, which we'll get to in a little bit, but this is, it's ridiculous. Let's, uh, let's, just, let's just recap real quick. Let's get, we'll get to game three in a second here. So... Western Conference, Warriors up 3-0. I told you guys this. The, the Blazers can be as happy as they wanted to beat the Nuggets. They got themselves into a sweep for the Western Conference uh, Championship or Western Conference Finals, whatever. They're not going anywhere. The, the Warriors are going to kill them, as I've, and they are, and I have said it, and whatever. The Blazers are not that good. Sorry, they're just not. So moving on. East, uh, Finals. So I'm not, I'll spend a little bit of time on, on Game 1 and Game 2 just because it has happened since I've, we talked last. Obviously, Game 3 is in everyone's minds right now. So as you're, you know, driving to work on a Monday morning or you're sitting at work, you probably want to recap game three, not one and two. But let's just talk about a couple highlights from game one that I've just, you know, kind of wrote down as the game was going to. Lopez was awful. Um, Giannis still struggles. He struggled big time in game one against the wall that Toronto puts up, right? He forces stuff too much, doesn't kick out of it, gets himself in trouble. You still see it. You saw it in game two. You saw it tonight for sure. Uh, Middleton's D. He's working his ass off on Leonard. His, his offensive su- is suffering clearly. If you want, oh my God, it's it's awful. And we'll get again to Game Three. We'll get it in a little bit. But the, the Bucks shoot a lot of threes, right? So Game Game One, they were eleven of forty four from three, and they they still won. They won. Uh, I think it was one hundred eight to one. I think it was one hundred eight to one hundred. So they still won despite how bad Game One you know was, and they were down in Game One. Game Two, they come out it was pretty much a blowout. They finally, for the most part, exposed Gasol, and Gasol played like four minutes in the second half. That's what I expected to see. Lopez obviously had a huge game, 27, 28, 29 points, something like that. So Gasol, you know, that was what you I expected. I said to you guys, I'm like, Gasol's, he's unplayable. You cannot play him. Three-pointers that game, still not great. They were 13 of 41, so still not great in game two. So they take a 2-0 lead, right? So you come into tonight, you're thinking to yourself, you know, there's two trends, you know, two kind of things that I'm thinking here is, all right, Toronto's going to get this game because they're going to be ready to go, whatever. Or Milwaukee's just going to be amped up and say, we're going to put this thing down and over now. Like, it's, it's going to be done. So Toronto comes out hot, which, you, you know, that's kind of what the expectation was. They're going to, they're going to, you got to withstand Toronto's storm, right? So Toronto comes out and they're winning for the most, you know, I think it was a, a seven point, I think it was a seven point game at half, 58-51. Um, and it comes back, it goes back and forth. And obviously we, uh, it goes to, you know, two overtimes, right? I have, I, as I'm watching these games, it kind of sucks. I, I, I write, I take all these notes, so I'm writing these notes down, and I'm just, as I'm scrolling through them now, I'm just like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm talking about. Um, Bledsoe sucking. So let's just talk about the overview, right? Bledsoe and Middleton, in this series, are the Bucks' sixth and seventh leading scorers, okay? They were their second and third all year. They suck. Like they are, Middleton at least is playing good defense on Leonard for the most part. He's got, he's using a lot of energy on Leonard. Bledsoe sucks. Today, tonight, they were both three of 16 from the field, one of six from three. Okay. Connaughton played 12 minutes. He was three of three from the field, two of two from three. 
had a bunch of energy rebounds. He's out there. He's always around the ball, yet he plays 12 fucking minutes. Brogdon. Why? Brogdon played... He played more minutes than Bledsoe, thank God. And only, it was only because of the overtime games, which in overtimes, even though Bledsoe was starting the overtimes, Brogdon was 8 of 17. Brogdon, aside from Giannis, Brogdon and Connaughton are probably your best two players in this series. They've been playing the best, the most consistent, like what you can trust. I don't know why the hell Coach Bud is playing. I, I'm sorry, I can't say Coach Bud like he's my coach, but why he's playing Bledsoe so, so much, I don't get it. It makes no sense. He. Hill and Brogdon should both be playing way more than Bledsoe. We're at a point where we're trying to win a championship, right? Why is Bledsoe allowed to start in the in a in the overtime? Both overtimes, I believe he started. Play, Hill should be starting over him. It's we. It's this is clear. Bledsoe cannot. He can't perform in the playoffs. He is awful, absolutely awful. And he showed it again tonight. Had some stupid turnovers. Forces some threes. Forces some jumpers. Can't do anything. And. It's so evident, and if Hill was playing or Brogdon was playing ahead of Bledsoe, I think the Bucks win this game. I really, truly believe this is on Bud and Bledsoe. Now, Giannis wasn't great. He had 8, 9, 10 turn- I mean, he was awful. He had a shitload of turnovers. Yes, I get it. He had a ton of rebounds, but Giannis looked awful tonight. He, he just, he still makes bad decisions when he gets double teamed. He, just, he had an awful pass like behind the backboard. Like, what the? He literally dribbled into the, like, you learn this when you're in third grade. Like, I when I've coached, it's like, the worst place you can pick up the ball is in the corner, the corners, right? Corner of half court or the corner, just the corner. And he gets double teamed. And he literally takes a dribble back into the corner. Like what, what do you, what do you expect? And then he throws the ball behind the backboard and there's a turnover obviously, but he still just doesn't know. He still just doesn't know what to do sometimes with double teams. And he played, it didn't show tonight. He played off for some things, goes to the wall. Doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't pass. He wasn't passing. He passed a few times out of it really well, and then other times he just forces shit because he thinks he's the man. He's got to do it. And this team is a team. That's what's so great about this team. That's why they've been so successful. Is you got to play as a team. Trust your teammates. Um, and I'm, I'm going to get to some specific things in a little bit, but just another kind of stat thing for this game. Uh, the free, you know, free throw shooting. They're 22 of 33 from from free throw line, and I was so pissed in the overtime. Brogdon steps up, and Marv goes, "Well, oh, Brogdon was the best free throw shooter in the NBA this year." And I look to Caden and Jameson and Tanya, and I'm like, well, he's missing this one now. And sure enough, misses the second free throw. And then again, threes for tonight, 14 to 44. Not great. Did not shoot well from three. Again, Middleton and, and Bledsoe headed this up, one of six each. Middleton took the dumbest fucking three-pointer I may have ever seen in my entire life on a fast break. I, it, I have no idea what the hell was going on. Someone's like, I don't think Middleton knew if there was two guys around. I don't give a shit if he knew that. I don't care if he didn't or didn't know or did know or whatever. Literally, there's a guy swiping at him as he pulls up for three. It was awful. It was so stupid. Um, so let's just let's get to some specific points in this game, just because it is fresh in my mind, and there's just some kind of turning points uh, of of what's going on, and I think what kind of turned the game. So we'll stick kind of towards the second half. I mean, towards the end of the first half, I was, you know, I texted Mike. Mike, why aren't you on the podcast? You were supposed to watch a game tonight with me, and we were supposed to do this podcast together. But Mike's afraid to come on the podcast. It's just a little, he's a little timid. He's a little scared. Uh, but they look like they didn't want to fucking play. I mean, there was a time, uh, the, the, like the closeouts were lazy. Um, but there was a time where, and I'm trying to see if this was in the second or third quarter, but there was a time where like Powell drove, um, this is actually the third quarter, Powell drove baseline, and he dribbled off his foot, and then like three bucks were just like looking at it just looking at him and they picked it up and kicked it to uh, Siakam in the corner who hit a three. And then a couple of plays later, like Ilya Sova hits and Ilya Sova got called for some fouls that were not fouls, but it, it is what it is, I guess. 
And he hits it, he shoots at the three at the side of the freaking backboard. It was just I don't know. It was ridiculous. You know, I, I Powell's been playing well for him and they lose Powell all the time. Powell scored a bunch tonight. Uh there's a play where another one one of Ilyasova's follows Gasol basically like runs into Ilyasova and Ilyasova plows into whoever he was guarding and they call a foul on Ilyasova. That was his fourth foul. And then of course Bledsoe comes in. Not anyone else. Bledsoe comes in. You know, it's like why why are we you know why are we you know why are we why is Bledsoe playing so I just I don't get it. It's it it's it's crazy, you know, and there's I'm mean, a lot of stuff is Bledsoe Bledsoe mystery, you know, Pat Connaughton's all over the place. So they cut it to two at the end of the third. Fourth quarter, you know, another turnover for Giannis I've got, you know, Bledsoe forces he misses a fifteen footer. Uh, Laura hits a three, Leonard hits a three. Bledsoe another crap. Lopez at this point he's like not even playing in the fourth, like third or fourth quarter. Uh, Brogdon, I know there was one time where Brogdon shot a three, and there was literally no one on, no one within 15 feet of the hoop for for Milwaukee. It was just all Toronto guys. So when you miss it, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're gonna, it's obviously gonna go to Toronto. Uh, Giannis airballs a free throw, or barely made a, you know, barely hit the rim on a free throw, and then after that, Powell hits a three. So I mean, it was such, it was such back and forth. Um, and there was some, you know, there's some, there's some bad calls. You know, Hill, Hill drives baseline and he puts his foot on the line and. It, it could have been, a, you know, it would have been a good possession, a big possession for that because they come down, Van Vliet hits a three, but then Hill comes back and hits a three. He misses a layup, probably could have passed it. It was, you know, there was, Gasol was around him. It was, you know, he could have dribbled it through or, or got, you know, kicked it out. But I, I get, I understand attacking, you know, attacking at that point. Bledsoe bricks a three at like a little over a minute left in the game. And then he misses a free throw with a little over a minute and a half in the game. Uh, Brogdon cuts a layup, you know, makes a layup, cuts it to two with 38 seconds. That's when Middleton hit his, yeah, Middleton forces a three with like 30 seconds left. Like, what the hell are you doing? Then Siakam misses his two free throws. Uh, and then Middleton makes his layup. I, I was screaming for Middleton to kick it for, to Brogdon, who was wide open in the corner for a three. Um, but anyways, you know, Middleton hits the, hits the layup with two seconds or, you know, two seconds left. So they go to overtime in overtime again, Bledsoe. I'm like, why is Bledsoe starting? And he misses a three. And then finally Hill comes in for Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Thank God. Danny Green finally hits a three. Uh, and then there's a jump ball with Giannis and Leonard. And this jump ball toss was fucking awful. It goes completely towards... If you think Kawhi Leonard can beat Giannis on a jump ball, you're fucking crazy. Little stat of the day. If you go off of combine numbers, J.J. Redick has a higher vertical than Kawhi Leonard. So if you think Giannis is losing a jump ball to Kawhi Leonard, you're fucking nuts. The toss on the jump ball was awful. And Toronto ends up getting it. Uh, and I think they came down and scored. And then Giannis comes out, misses two free throws, but you know they end up with an offensive rebound. He'll hits a big three. Um, another Giannis turnover. Brogdon had an awful pass that that was a you know that turned into I think a Leonard, um, uh, a Leonard layup or dunk or something. Not the dunk that we're about to talk about. Uh, and then Leonard misses a step back at the buzzer after Hill makes a couple free throws to tie. So they go to second overtime, whatever. And again, Bledsoe is starting. Instead of Brogdon or even Hill. I forgot to mention Hill had 24 fucking points tonight. 7-9 from the field. 3-4 from 3. 7-8 from the free throw line. <laughs> also had 7 rebounds. How Hill or Brogdon is not playing way more than Bledsoe in critical moments is beyond me. I don't get it. So Bledsoe has this turnover that leads in this, in this Leonard dunk. And I know a lot of us didn't see it. And they replayed it later. But Leonard double dribbles. And if you watch it, uh, Brogdon is complaint like Brogdon sees it, and so everyone's like, "Well, the, the ref was out of position." Blah blah blah. He was in the same position as Brogdon. How you miss a double dribble is 
beyond me. I I don't get it. That is, I I watched this, and again, I missed it watching it because obviously you see it in a different kind of motion, whatever, a different kind of view. But I jumped out of my couch and I off my couch and I, I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, you, how do you miss a call like that? Now who knows what happens after that? But it's it's it sucks. It really sucks to watch that call. Yes, this is a pro bucks. Uh, podcast, by the way, if you're any Raptors fans that are listening, there probably are not, but Bucks fans, you're listening, you're feeling all this pain. Um, you know, they're, Lopez is doing it. I think Ilya Sova and Miritich probably did it. Going for pump fakes on Gasol. I mean, come on. It's just, it's just ridiculous. So uh, they had a great steal on Leonard. And then Middleton comes down, and you saw Leonard kind of double, and I'm, I'm yelling. I'm like, Middleton, be smart. Don't be stupid. And then he just turns the ball over. Kawhi gets a steal and goes in for a dunk, which. That, you know, kind of was the game. Brogdon had, you know, missed the free throw then. And then you've got Lopez taking a fucking, trying to take a layup with under a minute left. Like, what are we doing? Like, well, you know, Giannis at this point had fouled out on a questionable call. Could have been, you know, it's probably a no call of me. It's charge block. I think it's a no call. But you got Lopez with the ball, you know, under a minute left shooting a layup that he got just, I mean, you could maybe call fall on, I think it was Siakam just landed basically on top of him. But you're not jumping you're not, you're not, it's not like you weren't allowing Lopez to land. Lopez wasn't jumping. He just kind of shot a layup and he got blocked and then landed on. But, and then to sum up all of all the game, the entire game is you get an over and back, ironically enough, name of the podcast, an over and back call uh, with like under 30, like 20 seconds left. You have three guys standing 40 feet from the hoop. I'm just, I'm screaming, someone go to the fucking hoop. But you guys, you just got, you got three guys. Just standing there. So that's the game. I mean, that's... The, the, the second half was ugly as hell. The third quarter was awful. Uh, this game was there for the Bucks to take. Completely there. And if you look at the way Middleton and Bledsoe are playing in this series, uh, you, you got to feel fortunate that you're up two games to one and how the Bucks are shooting overall from three. It's... they. I mean, I know that game two was a blowout, but... And that was mostly because just Lopez got hot. But nobody else shot like shit. It's, it's, it's. Not, it was awful tonight. It was bad. And Giannis has got to clean up his turnovers. He's so careless with the ball. And they're doing. You know, Toronto's doing a good job. They build a little wall, and and they for, they double team him a lot, so they force him to make decisions, and that's fine. That's what you should do. But you're you should be playing right into the box. The the be, the best thing they've been doing all year, which is shooting threes and hitting threes, and no one can fucking do it. Bledsoe. Should stop shooting altogether. He, I seriously, I don't think he should. I, Brogdon's got to start. Brogdon or Hill has got to start over Bledsoe, and I, he got to cut his minutes. He, he, I don't know what you're hanging on to here, and I'd like to say that it was because Bledsoe got paid, but he sucked in the playoffs before that. So, and I, and Middleton, he's working so hard on defense that you just he's got to understand that he just doesn't need to do this much on offense. That this, hey, you got to pull it back a little bit. We we need you on defense. Make the right decisions and smart decisions on offense. Get other guys the ball. Don't force stuff. I, I still can't believe that three he took. It was unbelievable. Uh, but it's you know it's one game, right? I'm not. I'm sitting here on my couch and I'm sorry. I texted Mike. I'm like, I can't believe I, the last time I think I was this pissed was when Duke and Duke lost to LSU in 2006. But this is not over. They're still two one in the series. It's it's not like the their series their season is over. But it's just it's so hard to watch some of the stuff that they do, some of the stupid mistakes. And I mean, NBA officials, I mean, there's, they're bad calls, you know, back and forth. I mean, there's Toronto fans are going nuts about stupid shit too. It's, it goes both ways, but uh, the Bucks have got to play better. I mean, again, they should, they're, uh, they should be, they should feel fortunate to be up two to one with the way they've been shooting threes, how bad Bledsoe and Middleton, their two, their two 
their second, third best players are playing, uh, they should be fortunate. And I don't, I don't Connaughton's got to get more minutes. I mean, 12 minutes? He's playing, he's shooting the ball well. He's, you're one of your best athletes. If people don't know this, and you should know about Connaughton, is he's got like a 45-inch vertical. He's fast and quick. He's smart. He can shoot the ball. Like, and he's always energy. He's always around the ball. So everyone's kind of being lazy. He's going after the loose balls. He's going after the offensive boards. He's got to play more. I, they go nine guys, which is fine. But when Bledsoe is playing as bad as he is, you got to pull him out of the game. I understand leaving Middleton in because Middleton is guarding Kawhi for the most part, and you need him on defense. Totally understand. Bledsoe, it's got to go. It's got to stop because he's killing him right now. So, series continues on Tuesday. Warriors, I'm assuming tomorrow night, will clean it up, uh, finish it out against Portland. Uh, so, but Milwaukee's in Toronto on Tuesday. You know, you, you, your fear right now is, did, did you give them a little bit of life? Did you, uh, did you give them a little bit of something and they're going to come out and be fired up and kick your ass in game four and then you go back to Milwaukee tied 2-2? I mean, this game, this is the game that you wanted to win. You, you win tonight. Toronto's packing it up. It's fuck this. They're done. Leonard's out the door, and they're all you know. It's done. Now you gave him life, especially in a, a grueling two overtime game. So we'll see what happens uh, on Tuesday. Winner of this podcast because I spend so much time in the box is Tyler Hero and his measurements, which we'll get to in a bit. Draft combine this past week, so we had two combines. There's a G League combine for guys that did not get invited to the NBA draft combine. So the NBA draft combine is guys that they think are going to get drafted in the NBA. And then you got this G League combine that they that you know it's guys that they think they're gonna end up in the G League because you know they go undrafted or whatever. And then they vote a lot of NBA teams GMs vote on guys they want to see in the NBA combine. So you get to go to both technically. The problem with this, and it's been fully admitted on Twitter by GMs, is that these GMs in the NBA, if they know if they see someone that they like in this G League combine, they won't even vote for them. So they're tanking votes. They won't even vote for him to get to the NBA Combine because they don't want other NBA teams to see him. So you have guys that are in this G League Combine that played awesome and deserve to be in this NBA Combine to get everyone, you know, to get the exposure and stuff. And they don't even get there. They don't even get invited because all these NBA GMs are playing this game where they're like, "Well, shit, I did my research. I know this guy's going to be amazing, or he's going to be good. He's worth picking early, you know, early second round or whatever. Not voting him. Don't want him at the NBA Combine." So it kind of sucks. It really sucks for these players. Now, it's probably good for these players because they're going to get drafted. But if they go to the NBA Combine, they may get drafted in the first round and get guaranteed money instead. So you got about 10 guys that go from the G League to the NBA Combine. So you're adding about, you know, you got about 75 guys that are this NBA Combine. And you got a bunch of guys that don't play five on five. Uh, for better or worse, I mean, there's a lot of guys that have played into, into the lottery or played into the first round because of five on five. Um, and then, and not you know, I mean, over overall, but like in the last couple of years, uh, guys have done it. So sometimes by not playing, it it may it may hurt you, you know. And so depending on where you're at in the first round, if you're you know middle to late first round and you don't play, and all of a sudden these guys bust their ass in a five on five, and they they might jump you. You never know. There's so many guarantees going out or promises by teams. You don't know what to believe anymore, right? So you know, Tyler Heroes and I talk about Hero obviously all the time. We know that he he didn't play five on five, right? He did his measurements, which again we'll get to in a bit. Didn't didn't play in five and five, and I mean, he's like a he's around twentieth. You look at Mox right now; he's he's twenty to twenty five probably. There's there easily could be five to ten guys that played in five and five, or weren't invited to the NBA Combine but came from the G League Combine or, or didn't get invited from the G League that could easily jump him because of what they've done. 
so that's a i mean i i that's a fear you know the one the one thing about hero i guess is he's got a unique skill i mean he didn't show it in college really but you know people i think have this thought about him is that he's just he's a knockdown shooter again he did not show that in college that he's a knockdown shooter he's got the potential be, to be i think yeah he's he's probably yes he's probably one of the best you know shooters in the draft they probably think that cam reddish is one of the best shooters in the draft cam reddish fucking sucked in college at shooting he sucked all around in college cam reddish is probably gonna go seven or eight or nine he's gonna be a top 10 pick he might even go five who knows so it's all his potential um but i think not playing you know can hurt some of these guys but also you know, maybe if you you play five and five and you get your ass kicked, you you suck. Like if Hero goes, Hero goes plays five and five and he gets just his ass kicked because he can't guard anyone. Maybe NBA GMs are like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure this guy's a top twenty pick. So I don't blame Hero for doing it. Like someone obviously has told him he's a he's going to be a first round pick no matter what. He's going to get drafted. I mean, obviously he stayed. You know, he stayed in. He's got an agent, all this stuff. Uh, but he didn't play. A lot of guys. You know, Zion and uh, RJ and. Um, I don't even know if Morant showed. None of them even. Morant was there, I don't think, but I don't think they got. They didn't even get measured. They didn't do anything. And a couple other guys didn't do anything at all. They just said, screw it, not coming. And, you know, the agents play this game and they'll, you know, they'll leak medicals or give medical stuff to, to certain teams and not others because they want to kind of skew where they're going to get drafted. So it's all, it's all a big game, whatever. So, but let's get into some measurement stuff. So you can Google. I, didn't, I came across a bunch of measurements and things like that. Some amazing ones, guys with length, you know, obviously Taco Falls just broke every freaking record for how tall he is and wingspan and all that shit. You know, you can go through and look at the verticals, the guys who jumped out of the gym and things like that. So, but one thing I want to talk about, which has driven me nuts for, for years, okay? The most overrated measurement by far is height. Height is irrelevant, right? If I'm 6'5 and my neck is really long, does it really give a, does it really matter that I'm 6'5? I have a long neck, right? I don't care how tall you are. Do you block shots with your forehead? No, you don't. You block shots with your arms. So I care about what your reach is. I care like your standing reach. I care about, you know, obviously your your vertical, your running vertical probably, maybe your standing, you know, straight up vertical, and I care about your wingspan because you're guarding people, right? From side to side, you know. So I don't care how tall you are. You, you know, there's guys that um have long ass wingspans or uh yeah long as wingspans but are short so just to give you an example you know there's the uh the guys at nba draft i think express whatever tweeted out like their best the best wingspans you know their value like wingspan over over height and then their worst right so follow me as we go somewhere fun so the best guys like is like uh horton tucker from iowa state he's like six he's six two and a half without shoes and he's got a wingspan of 85 inches like that's that's ridiculous. Jared Harper, remember Jared Harper? He's not even six feet tall, and his wingspan is like six five. That's like those guys. Nasir Little, another guy. Uh, he's six four and a half, and he's got a wingspan of like seven feet. Like that's that's a big deal, right? I think that's that's uh, worth noting. I don't, you know, if you're if you're, I don't care if you're only six two. If your wingspan is basically seven feet, that's that's a big deal. But if you're six six and your wingspan is six seven, that that's 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 important. Like that's uh, that that it's uh, it's important to me. Like I'd rather have the guy that's six two. Like what the fuck does it matter if you're four inches taller? If I've got a longer reach, a bigger wingspan, and all that. Like I know things go into it. Like there's verticals, things like that. Like if you have a if you have a short wingspan, 
or a short reach and you can jump out of the gym. All right, that makes up for it, right? But if I'm shorter than you, but I'm longer in every other aspect and I can jump just as high as you, then that's that's a bigger deal to me. So I bring this up because as Horton Tucker was the greatest value of height versus wingspan, our good friend Tyler Hero was the winner of the worst value of height versus wingspan. Tyler Hero measured at six four and a half with no shoes. Wingspan six three and a half. Now I will say this, Tyler Hero. I don't know what your vertical was. I don't know what you tested out at for your vertical. But if your vertical was uh, 45, 46 inches, I'd be fine with that. That's cool. I'd be good because you can make up for your short, stubby T-Rex arms. But I'm guessing you didn't. So you already can't play defense, and now you can't play defense with short arms. I shouldn't say short arms. Average. Let's just say average arms, right? Like I'm six feet tall. My wingspan, I believe, is six feet. I don't have long arms. I'm also not... uh, both to be drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. Uh, which, yes, Tyler, yes, you, you're, you, you are, yes, you can say that you are more successful than me because you are going to be drafted in the NBA and I am not. But I've got a kick ass fucking podcast. So, anyways, that's a red flag to me. Him and Ty Jerome had awful wingspan, height to wingspans, uh, basically less than like, you know, one to one ratio. That's a concern to me. Right, and that's probably one of the reasons that Tyler Hero can't play defense. Uh, but I, but I'm if I'm looking at that, if I'm a, if I'm a GM, I'm like God, this you know he's paid he's six four and a half and his wingspan's six three and a half. Like what am I going to do with this guy? And he's not a big jumper. Yes, he can dunk. Great, blah blah blah. Uh, but you know his, his biggest weakness is defense. And you know so Hero was on the combine um, with Billis and this Mike Schmitz guy who does Draft Express and uh, Maria Taylor, and I think it was just those three. So they had a bunch of guys come in and they interviewed him. And a lot of guys, they would talk um, about, they would watch video and they would you know, do some, I don't say criticism, but critiques, what they need to work on, things like that. So they had Hero on and you know, they talked about his defense and Hero was like, yeah, I couldn't play. I couldn't guard anyone when I started at Kentucky. And, and then now you know, I, I work so hard, I'm really good at it. I'm like, you, you still can't, did anyone watch an Auburn game? You can't guard anyone still. You cannot guard elite level talent, which is going to be a problem in the next level. And Billis again, Fucking praising Tyler Hero. I thought your defense was really good. Man. It's barf. And then Schmitz, who was lighting up, not lighting up, but he was talking to some of these guys. And I was, I felt bad for these kids. I'm like, oh my God. I'd be like, I'd have turned to Schmitz. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not that bad. Uh, but he didn't say anything to Tyler Hero about his defense. He just, he talked about Tyler Hero real quick. And that was it. Like it was all, it was all praise for Tyler Hero. I don't know if we got money funneling into the ESPN crowd now on top of everywhere else to Bleacher Report and everyone just praising Tyler Hero so we can get this guy's you know, drafted and I don't know, we're going to start funneling money to the coaches. So they play them all the time in the NBA. I don't know. I'm not a hero fan. You guys know this. I'm not going to, I'm not, he's going to have to prove it to me at the NBA level. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I just don't, I don't see an NBA level player in Tyler hero. I apologize for everyone who thinks that he is and maybe he'll prove me wrong. I just don't see it. Okay. For those on the record, if Jason Halleck, if you're listening, you know me, you know, I got one call right. If uh, I've gotten many calls right. Andrew Wiggins, I told you, is Gerald Green. And he blasted me. And everyone, I think, would agree that Andrew, Wigg- Andrew Wiggins is pretty much Gerald Green. Uh, so uh, one other takeaway. I don't know. If you're an agent and you have these guys, 
and you know they're going to get interviewed at this draft combine, would you not? Would you not prep them? Like they've already been through interviews with uh, GMs. Wouldn't you prep them a little bit better, even for uh, for all the interviews, whatever? So they asked Tyler Hero. They're like, "What? What was your one of the weirdest questions?" Bill says, "What's one of the strangest questions you got in your GM interview, whatever?" And uh, he was like, "Oh, it was they asked me like if you could take three people to lunch, who would you take?" And Hero's answer to them was, uh, "I don't know, I don't know, and I don't know." Holy mother of God! Like, if that, I don't. I hope to God he didn't answer that. I hope to God that he did not answer that in that question like that to an NBA GM. I mean. At the very least, just say fucking Tupac, Biggie, and Gandhi. Like, it's not that hard to think of, like, three people that are fucking ridiculously famous or uh, as a name that you'd want to go have lunch with. Like, it's not that difficult. I'd be like, um, so if you ask me the question, I'd be like, JJ Reddick, because he's my favorite player of all time. Uh, DMX, because he's my favorite rapper of all time. And then let's just bring my mom along to keep things, uh, keep things normal so we're not swearing too much. Those are the three people that I would have lunch with. Okay? Love you, Mom. But, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, and I don't know. Like, that's... That's a red flag to me. Maybe more than the fucking T-Rex arms. Anyways, uh, NBA draft is June 20th. So we'll cover, you know, obviously, as this pod goes on every week, we'll talk about NBA playoffs, mock drafts coming, things like that. I can't believe we didn't even talk about the fact that Zion, <laughs> that the Pelicans got the number one pick. I'm not even willing to discuss that tonight. We'll wait for the rumors to generate a little bit, but Pelicans got the number one. Um, Grizzlies, number two. Knicks, number three. So it looks like RJ Barrett's going there, and then Lakers, number four. Who knows? There's, this is going to be a great summer of free agency and trades and all that stuff. So it's going to be fun to watch. So we'll keep an eye on the mock drafts, things like that. Uh, a couple of the tidbits before we go. I, I was thinking about this tonight. We have, I haven't done a Know Your Rule in a long time. Um. There's a know your know your rule tonight that I that I came that I thought of. So Gasol got called for a foul against Middleton. Middleton shoot a free throw, and as Middleton shooting this free throw, Gasol does this like listen this big word this demonstrative like move kicks his leg up in the air and his and his arm up in the air as Middleton shooting the free throw. Okay, so just to let everyone know out there, if you are on the court playing basketball, you cannot intentionally do anything to distract the free throw shooter. Right? This goes back to holy shit. Uh, five, six years ago, I remember my kids as third or fourth graders, Mike Jameson was playing and, um, they were playing NY2LA tournament and this team that we were playing, Wisconsin United. And if you guys have kids in, in AU, you know, Wisconsin United. And it was just a, just a shit show of a game. It was a close game. Everyone's fucking screaming. And we have kids in the free throws and literally the kids are on the team that on the US Wisconsin United, as we're shooting free throws that are in the lane, they're literally clapping in the lane as high as they can towards the free throw shooter's face. And these refs don't even like do anything about it. Like that's illegal. You can't do it. Like it's a violation. Essentially just keep shooting free throws until, you know what I mean? If you miss them, keep shooting free throws until they stop doing it. So you can't do it. Right. The, the big, the, 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 uh, the workaround on this is right. Like as soon as you're shooting, everyone puts their hands on their hips. And then as soon as, as soon as someone's, uh, someone shoots a free throw, you put your hands up like you're like, you're stretching, whatever you can't do it. If you're on the court, you can't scream at the free throw shooter. You can't fans go for it. Benches go for it. Okay. Parents, if you're watching the third, fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade basketball game, shit, maybe even seventh and eighth grade, probably shut your mouth during free throws. Like, just, they're fucking kids. Like, relax. I've got into it with Kakana parents before, years ago, because they would scream during our, during free throws for our fourth grade, fifth grade team. I'm, like, honest to God. Like, are, are we adults or what are we doing here? God, don't get me started on that one. Holy shit, I got into it with, and I got into it with multiple times because they did it at multiple 
over multiple tournaments. Kakana people, you know who you are. Grow up. That that shit pissed me off. But anyways, Gasol did it tonight, and I thought to myself, I, you know, I'd love to see someone call it at, for one at, at one point because uh, it's because it's so it's a know your rule. That's my know your rule. If you're on the court, you can't intentionally have someone. Uh, you can't intentionally try to distract the free throw shooter. And you got guys that go whoop 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 would do it. I church league guys do it, and I'll walk over to the refs and go, can't scream, can't bark during a free throw. It's illegal. Can't do it. So, and you players out there. First of all, don't do it. Number two, why are you doing it? Are you that immature and that like, come on, just stupid, knock it off. But know your rule, can't shoot, you can't, can't distract a free throw shooter if you're in the game, okay? That's a rule. Last thing I want to end on, Wisconsin high school basketball to, took a little bit of a hit over the last couple of days. Uh, Michael Foster from Milwaukee, Washington is transferring to a prep school in Arizona. So now the path for Nicolay is even more wide open. So Jalen Johnson, here's my plea. Duke has a scholarship open, I believe, since they lost Boogie Ellis. Just reclassify and go to Duke this year. Why, why are you wasting a year of high school to destroy everyone and win, this, and win another state championship, which you always did? What's the point? You're, you're, why? Why, we, why go through high school basketball and beat everyone by 20 and then win a state championship and... Why? Just don't waste a year. Go. Go now. We want to see in the NBA sooner than later. You can you could have already done it this year. You'd be a lottery pick if you went this year after your junior year. Obviously you can't. But just go. Reclassify and go to Duke. Let's go. We need you. We want you. That's gonna do for over and back. Uh a little long one, longer one tonight. So I'm we'll keep an eye on the Bucks. Obviously they'll play again Tuesday. So next time we talk, we'll be in the uh hopefully we will be in the NBA finals. Hopefully it'll be a Warriors. Bucks finals starting uh, starting sooner than later. I don't know how much time they're going to give them off if they both or if uh, the Warriors sweep and the Bucks close it out in five. But uh, hopefully the Bucks can get their shit together. Uh, I'm not. They got to start at some point. These shots have got to fall. Middleton, Bledsoe have got to start shooting or playing better. I think, but maybe not. It's been three fucking games and they haven't yet. So we will see. Everyone have a great week. Uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up, so we'll see when the podcast comes out next week. Might be, uh, might be Monday, might be Tuesday, might be maybe, maybe Sunday. Who knows? We'll see. But everyone, have a wonderful week. This has been Over and Back.